Welcome to Beyond the Crucible. I'm Warwick Fairfax, the founder of Beyond the Crucible. So the hacks in both of these for encouragers and for complimenters, pretty much the same. Get out your notebook, think of, of who's that encourager that you want to reach out to? Who's that complimenter that adds skills to your your team as you're moving back from your crucible onto engaging your vision toward a life of significance. Write those names down and then, don't just write them down and close the book. Write them down, pick up the phone. Write them down, send an email or a text. Reach out to them and get some information from them and see if they're, if they're on board to join your team. We say often here that moving beyond your crucible is a team sport, and the team we're helping you build on this episode of our summer series, Crucible Hacks, is what we call your fellow travelers. Without them, your pursuit of a vision that will lead you to a life of significance is far more difficult, if not completely unlikely. Hi, I'm Gary Schneeberger, co-host of the show. The hacks we offer this week focus on helping you identify the most valuable types of fellow travelers, encouragers and complementers, and that's complementers with an E, not an I. People you trust who have different skills and perspectives than you do. Both types are critical to you turning your tragedy into triumph because, as Warwick says here, asking for help is a sign of strength, not weakness. reset us, um, level set us to what we've been doing in this Crucible Hacks series. We're walking you through these hacks, um, actions you can take to make tasks that you have to do, that you want to do, easier tasks, more doable tasks, more um, more direct tasks, things to help you do them. Um, the best practices you can do at each step of the journey from tragedy to triumph. Because moving beyond a crucible is not easy, it's not usually quick, and it's not something you can accomplish by taking shortcuts. So when we say hack, don't think of fast forward, it's going to be really easy necessarily. These are just insights that will help you do it maybe a little better than you might be able to do it without these insights. Um, The hacks we're talking about, I'll say it again, aren't quick fixes. They're ideas and inspiration to help you move from this happened to me to this happened for me. Um, as I said, this is the eighth week. We're going to do 10 altogether. And what we're doing is kind of walking you through the, the high points of what we call the Beyond the Crucible refining process. Our goal is to give you a helping hand through insights and exercises we have not shared on the podcast before that give you helpful guidance on how to tackle and move through each step. And this week's discussion, as we said, is uh, on one of the final bits of assembly that's required, that's necessary, right? You know, it says some assembly required. Well, it's some assembly required to a life of significance. And this is one of the last little bits of assembly um, that are necessary to chart a course to a life of significance. And it is, as we've said, uh, a team of fellow travelers. Um, and, and Warwick, you've written and spoken about this idea at length over the years. Um, Here's something you said in a blog a few months ago, as a matter of fact. Life is not easy. Getting beyond your crucible, getting unstuck from where you are, bringing a vision to reality that speaks to your soul is not easy. 
Sometimes we feel we can do it all, that we don't need help, that asking for help is a sign of weakness. We look at ourselves in the mirror and say, I got this. But I, meaning you, Warwick, I have learned that as, as competent and gifted as we may be in some and perhaps a number of areas, we all need help. We all need community, which we call a team of fellow travelers. So the first question to you, Warwick, is why did you come to this realization that a vision has more of a chance of coming into being if we don't go it alone? Uh, as we also say quite a bit here, um, that bouncing back from your crucible is a team sport. How did how did that come to you? You know, Gary, in one sense, it should be obvious. You know, we need help. But sometimes uh, the obvious is not so obvious. So very often, uh, you know, we can be confident in our own abilities and, you know, we're willing to make decisions and that's great. But we typically don't have all the gifts, strengths, and experiences and abilities to bring our vision to reality. But yet, so often, uh, people that start businesses, people who are successful in life, in a sense, or they have drive and ambition, uh, they just have this sense of, I can do it all. I got this. Right. I don't right. need help. Because help is a sign of weakness. And, you know, it, it's just... It's really stupid is the word that comes to mind. <laughs> That's you know? the technical business term. <laughs> it's stupid. Yeah, and, you know, it, it seems so obvious. And our friends often know it's obvious. But it's like, hey, can I help you with that? No, I, I got this. I'm good. You know, you got the ladder up against the, uh, uh, the roof of your house. You're going to kind of clean some leaves out of the gutters. Need me to help hold that ladder? It looks like it's about 50 years old. No, I'm good. I'm good. It'll be fine. Yeah, but there's concrete all around the base of that ladder, and it looks like it's about to fall apart any second. No, no, I, I got this. I'm good. Really? You know, um, right. how about I drive you to the emergency room after you, you, know, you break <laughs> your back and everything? Can I, can I do that? Right. But, you know, so basically, we all are capable of, of dumb and stupid, unfortunately, uh, me included. So, yeah, we don't typically have all the gifts and strengths needed to bring our vision to reality. We need help. Asking for help is not a sign of weakness and insecurity. It's actually a sign of great strength and inner self-confidence. It's the insecure, those who lack self-confidence, that don't ask for help. You think you're strong? You think you're secure? Prove it. Ask for help. Uh, so you can have an inner belief that you have a vision that the world needs, but you need the intelligence and maturity to realize that we need help to make this vision come alive. So you feel like the world needs your vision? Have the intelligence and maturity to ask for help. It's a sign of strength, not a sign of weakness. Right. And I'm going to take a, it's not a risk. We haven't talked about this beforehand, but hearing you say all that makes me think we're about to go into the kind of people you should, should accumulate to put on your team of fellow travelers. But I want to, uh, before we talk about who you should put on it, are there some people that we shouldn't put on it? I mean, not everybody, right? Not everybody in our spheres of influence is a good fit for our team of fellow travelers. Can you, you know, toss out a couple of examples of people who may, uh, whose personalities or whose outlooks compared to our personalities and outlooks might not fit on our team of fellow travelers before we get into both the kind of people that are good fits and then the hacks around that? 
Yeah, Gary, it's an interesting question. Fellow travelers, and we'll unpack this in a moment of the two types, they're there in a sense to help you bring your vision to reality. So somebody that says, hey, you know, Gary, work, that's great, but I think we need to ditch this because I have a vision. I think it's much better than yours and it's certainly different. And that's not right or wrong, but it's your life. It's my life. Right. You know, um, so having people that want to just blow it up and do something different. I mean, if we say, gosh, I never thought of that, you're right. But that's probably not a high probability, to be honest, if they completely eradicate your vision and do something else. So you want people that are helping you in some fashion enact your vision, not blow it up. That's not helpful. And, you know, you want people that are, um, have some level of humility and don't always have to say, no, but you didn't listen, Gary. No, Gary, Gary, you didn't listen. Right. Come on. You know, I'm right. I'm right. You're wrong. I mean, that's not a fellow traveler. That's like a steamroller. I mean, that's not what you want. And you also want people that have kind of the same values that you have, um, the same sort of philosophy of how to treat people and how to go about things. So there, there are some kind of things underneath the hood. Um, so yeah, it's possible to pick the wrong fellow travelers that have right. don't have your values, they want to eradicate your vision, and uh, they're more steamrollers than they are advisors. So yeah, it's definitely easy to pick the wrong people. Just say nay to the naysayers. One little bit of, <laughs> of wisdom that will drop that you should remember as you're, as you're assembling this team. So there are two types, as we've said, of fellow travelers that are really, really good fellow travelers. And I want to get you to kind of unpack what they are before we get to the hack. And the first one um, that we'll discuss uh, that's a good fellow traveler to have is what you call encouragers. Um, what are encouragers, Warwick, and why are they so important to bringing a vision to life? Well, Gary, you set me up perfectly by saying, just say nay to the naysayers, because that was the first <laughs> thing I was going to say. I mean, not quite so, elo right. not quite so eloquently as you did, I, but... Um, <laughs> I'm such the co-host. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Indeed. So, but yeah, I mean, we all have uh, plenty of naysayers in our life. People who will tell us that our dreams will never happen that we can't do it. You know, they'll tell us to think small, give up and just play safe. Come on. It'll never happen. You know, uh, you know, somebody will just rip you off or the bank won't give you that loan. You'll never have customers. It's just all too hard. Just give up. And the thing is, we actually need the opposite. We need people who know us and believe in us. People who will encourage us and pick us up when we fall and are scared because we all have days in which we're kind of terrified, those tough days in which our knees wobble and it's like, yeah, it seemed like a good idea when I got up this morning, but now that I'm in the midst of the fire, uh, I'm wondering whether that was such a good idea. Maybe I need to play it safe. Maybe I shouldn't start out my own. Maybe I just need to think small. And so we need people who encourage us and say, no, but remember the change you said you want to bring about in the world? Remember how you said it was so much on your heart? I mean, that was on your heart, wasn't it? Well, yeah, it was. Didn't you say people really need this? Well, yes, I guess I did say that. They basically appeal to our better angels and help wipe away the doubts. I mean, there could be legitimate issues, but I'm talking about doubts in which you doubt the whole vision, doubt your whole uh, what's on your heart. So the encouragers will help encourage us when we most need it. And it's just so incredibly important to, to have that. An important thing to point out here, I think, is that 
unlike as exists in many places in business where there's nepotism issues that you can nepotism's okay in, in this category and encouragers. You can have relatives, you can have a spouse, you can have I mean, those can often be some of the best encouragers that you'll find, right? Yeah, because you know, whether it's lifelong friends from high school or college or family, they know us very well. They know us what's on the heart. So you want encouragers to be people that really know us and get us and believe in us. So in that sense, it could well be family members. Uh, certainly for me, uh, as listeners know, I've been married over 30 years and um, my wife is one of my biggest encouragers, whether it's beyond the crucible or anything else I do. She believes in me, encourages me. So yes, it's incredibly valuable. Our partner in life uh, often is our top encourager. Yeah. I mean, I just had an experience over the weekend. I'm writing a book on the films of Bruce Willis and my wife is my editor. And she read the chapter. And when I got home from some errands I was running, she like not only told me she thought it was a really great chapter, but she told me why. She specifically said, well, this was good and that was good and this was good. And I think just about an hour ago, I stopped floating from that from that kind of encouragement. So you're absolutely right. All right. So now let's get to the hack, folks. Um, and, and hopefully what we've just been talking about here in the last few minutes helps you in the process of what we're going to ask you to do in the hack. And the hack is this. Who do you know who will encourage you the most, believes in you deeply, and is always there for you? Again, as we've said all through this series, don't overthink it. The first name that pops into your head, jot it down in your Crucible Hacks notebook. And then, very important, this point, very important, contact this person this week and share with them your vision, what's on your heart, and, and that you would like them to help encourage you on the journey to bring your vision to reality. And again, that can be someone within your house, without it, you know, outside your house, whoever comes to mind. If more than one person comes to mind, jot them, you know, jot them both down, jot them all down, and then do this follow-up. Go to them and and explain to them that you'd love them to help you as you go on this journey to bring your vision to reality. All right. Now we have the second category, the second hack. But before we get to the second hack, here's the second category of fellow travelers. And those are complimenters. Now I need to do a, this, this scratches my English teacher itch that I never got to exercise <laughs> because while I graduated with a degree in secondary um, education and English, I never became a teacher. But when we say complimenters, we don't mean complet mentors with an I, meaning, hey, great guy, pat you on the back. Um, we mean people who complement you with an E, people who 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 add some skills to your port your your portfolio, if you will. That's the kind of complimenter that we're after. Or why are complimenters like that? Those who compliment you, not pat you on the back so much. That was done in the first step. People who will who will encourage you. Um, but those who offer something to your equation that you may not possess yourself. Why are they so important to this journey? I think for a lot of uh, self-made men and women, people who start businesses or nonprofits, there is this sense that I can do it all. I started this business in the garage. I started this nonprofit myself. And I don't need help besides, you know, if I get help, they'll screw it up and they they won't care as much as I do. And you have all these reasons why you don't need help. But the reality is that we almost certainly don't have all the gifts, 
strengths, and experiences to single-handedly bring our vision to reality. We just don't. We need help. The first thing we need to do is have a sane uh, view of ourselves, what we're good at and what we're bad at, maybe areas that we're absolutely mind-numbingly hopeless at. We all have those things, you know? Right. Just be honest with it. I mean, nobody is good at everything, you know? It's just not possible. I don't know too many people that are concert pianists, uh, you know, uh, major league baseball athletes, and Nobel Prize winning scientists. Maybe that person right. exists. I've not heard of them myself. It's just pretty <laughs> much impossible to be good at everything. Um, so, you know, we need to understand our gifts and strengths, and we need to surround ourselves with people who are good at areas that we're not good at. And this is the paradox, is ironically, a sign of immense security and self-confidence is to surround yourself with people who are better than you perhaps a lot better in certain areas. So the insecure and those lacking in self-confidence will say, I can do it all, I don't need help. So if you think that you're secure and self-confident, prove it. Be willing right. to ask for help from people who have different skills and in some areas maybe not just better, but maybe way, way better than you. That might make you feel like you're an idiot in certain areas. You're not an idiot, you're just not good at everything. It's okay for people that can, you know, run uh, rings around you in certain areas, and you're just overwhelmed at how good they are and how bad you are. That's right. okay. We can't be good at everything. And one of the things I like about what you just said there, and and for listeners to remember, this is the eighth episode of a series on Crucible Hacks, and Warwick was talking about the complementers are people who bring skills to the table that you don't have. Uh, doesn't mean that you're uh, not talented. It just means you're not talented in this, perhaps, or as talented as someone else's. And one of the steps as we've been going through this work, right, has been, what are your skills? That was one of the things that we talked about. What are your talents? Uh, uh, that's how this all fits together, right? You can't get to assembling a team of fellow travelers, including complementers, if you don't know, if you haven't really dug deeply into what your gifts and talents are, right? So this all does, this is this is a an infrastructure that we're building, a structure that we're building from setback to significance, isn't it? It really is. I mean, there's a lot of pieces. Uh, we talk a lot about identity on the podcast. If your identity is all about this business or nonprofit, um, that will probably make it harder to share the limelight with um people who are uh, maybe better than you in certain areas. So, you know, we talk a lot about the inner work. Uh, you've got to do the inner work, the inner soul work of making sure you don't have your identity tied up in what you do, uh, have a uh, you know, sane self-appraisal about your strengths and weaknesses, areas you're good at and not good at. That inner work precedes the outer work in one sense, uh, you know, with fellow travelers and you know, the next steps of bringing a vision to reality. So the inner soul work is really critical. If you don't do that, you'll you'll hear this whole thing about fellow travelers and you'll probably reject it. Don't need encouragers, right. don't need complimenters. I got it. If that's yeah. your reaction, that is a a warning sign. You've not done enough of the inner soul work and go back to some of our previous podcasts and listen right. again, you know, like for real this time. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, all right, here's the hack on the complementors portion of this picture. 
Who do you know, listener, who has the gifts and skills that complement yours, things that you do not necessarily possess in a quantity that you'd like to possess them? Don't overthink this one, right? We've said it all along. Don't overthink it. The name or names that pop into your head, jot them down in your Crucible Hacks notebook, and then, very important, contact the persons or persons that you've written down this week and share with them your vision, what's on your heart, and how you think they might be able to help you. So the hacks in both of these for encouragers and for complementers, pretty much the same. Get out your notebook, think of, of who's, who's, the, who's that encourager that you want to reach out to? Who's that complementer that adds skills to your, your team as you're moving back uh, from your crucible onto engaging your vision toward a life of significance? Write those names down and then don't just write them down and close the book. Write them down, pick up the phone, write them down, um, send an email or a text, reach out to them and get some information from them and see if they're if they're on board to join your team. We've come to that part of our show work that we come to every week here in the Crucible Hack series where we talk about cuz this is a summer series folks, we just got to be fun in the summertime. There was a song like that, right? We've got we've got there's lots of songs about having fun in the summertime. And we have fun on on the Crucible Hacks series because we've created a Crucible Hacks worksheet to go along with this series. It's kind of cool cuz for 25 people who complete this worksheet and I'll tell you how you complete it in just a minute, but for the 25 first 25 people who complete this worksheet, they get a signed copy of Warwick's book Crucible Leadership, Embrace Your Trials to Lead a Life of Significance. Sign copy for the first 25 to complete this worksheet. And what you do is we've given you a code word or a code phrase, all seven episodes prior to this one. We're going to give you one right now. You write that in the, um, in the worksheet and we'll tell you how to submit it when we're done in just a couple of weeks. Here's the code phrase for this week. And our team, I just want you to know, listen, our team, our crack team spent a lot of time coming up with this very clever name uh, for this, this code word for this episode on fellow travelers, okay? Here it is. Here's the code word, code phrase, fellow travelers. <laughs> it, was, it was so good. Fellow travelers was so good as a concept that Warwick, you know, himself <laughs> dreamed up as part of Beyond the Crucible that that is also the code word for this week for your Crucible Hacks worksheet. It's fellow travelers. So you can get that worksheet. If you don't have it yet, it's at beyondthecrucible.com. You can listen to all the episodes. There's seven before this one. They're only about 30 minutes long. It doesn't take that long. Play it on double speed or speed and a half, and you got even less time than that that it takes you to listen to them. You'll pick up some great insights, and you have a chance to win a great book by filling out this worksheet. I think that brings us to the to the end of our discussion this week, Warwick. Um, what are some final thoughts? Uh, it's always fun for me to ask you that question because you're always the one who asks on the podcast <laughs> proper when we're interviewing a guest. You always ask them if they have a, you know, do you have a word of hope for listeners? What would it be? <laughs> and I'm just going to ask you, I, I'm not even that creative. I'm just like, do you have any final thoughts for our friends, Warwick? And there we go. Do you have any final thoughts you'd like to leave folks with before um, we bid adieu until next week? Yeah, you know, um, bringing a vision to reality that's on your heart uh, it may well have been birthed from a, a crucible experience. It's not easy. 
it's hardly ever a solo endeavor. We can have this sense, I want to save the world single-handedly. I want to get all the credit. It's me, me, me. You know, it's I, I, I. I mean, again, if that's your thought, go back and do some soul work. That's uh, the wrong path, frankly. There's a number of right paths, but that's one of the wrong ones. So it's hardly ever a solo endeavor. We need to be self-confident and secure enough to realize we need help. Asking for help is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength. It's that simple. So we need encouragers to lift us up when we're down and when we're tempted to give up on a vision that we believe the world needs and we deeply care about. I don't know too many people with a vision that haven't had times of doubt, times when their knees wobble a bit. That's just being human. You'll you'll come up against roadblocks. It's like, oh my gosh, this is too hard. I don't have the money. I don't have the, you know, there's competition. There's um, people aren't buying into the vision. It could be all sorts of things that kind of, you know, make us hesitate and, you know, wobble, basically. That's what we need encouragers to tell us, you know, remember that vision? Remember how much you thought the world needed that? Remember how passionate you are? Just remind us of who we are and what we believe in. They're not telling us things that we don't believe in. They're just reminding us of who we are right, and what we right. care about most dearly. They're appealing to our inner strengths and passions and trying to counteract you know, the, the doubt that tends to can erode, can erode that. The other kind of fellow traveler that we need are complimenters. If encouragers are people that lift us up when we most need it, complimenters are people that have gifts, strengths, and experiences that we don't have. We need those people with complementary gifts so our vision can become reality. When you think about it, what is the alternate reality? The alternate reality is we do it all ourselves. We've got it. We have all the strengths and abilities. We don't need any help. That scenario leads to an alternative reality where we're not getting any help and our vision or forever stay an unfulfilled dream. There's very few things that are worse than having a vision that we're off the charts passionate about that remains unfulfilled because we were too insecure, too lacking in self-confidence to share the limelight, share the credit, and have people with skills that are different than us and have people that encourage us when we most need it. That's a great place uh, to end. But before we do, I have to say this. I have co-hosted with you about 180 episodes of this show. And you said something there that's the best thing I've ever heard you say. I'm going to back up. So listeners, back up a little bit. This is probably about two minutes ago, three minutes ago. Warwick in describing, <laughs> I love this. The English teacher in me loves this. Warwick in describing the people who might not want to bring fellow travelers into the picture, might. it's all about them. And he said, they're thinking, it's me, me, me. Then he corrected himself grammatically and said, it's I, 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 which is technically correct. It is I is the way that you would say it. I, you're the only person I've ever heard say that ever, let alone on a podcast, and it's correct and I love it. So that's the thing to remember. Don't let it be. It's I, 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 listener. Don't let that happen. Come back and join us next week when we offer up some more crucible hacks that will help you to live a life of significance. If you enjoyed this episode, learned something from it, 
we invite you to engage more deeply with those of us at Beyond the Crucible. Visit our website, beyondthecrucible.com, to explore a plethora of offerings to help you transform what's been broken into breakthrough. A great place to start? Our free online assessment, which will help you pinpoint where you are on your journey beyond your crucible and to chart a course forward. See you next week.